Hello, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner, and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. The work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union work, um, abundance sessions, and online coaching and healing sessions. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. So we find ourselves in an interesting time right now. Uh, This is recorded April 2020 and um, most of the world is in lockdown or quarantine as we fight a virus. And uh, for some people, this is, for most people, let's be fair, this is a really trying time for lots of reasons. Uh, One of the main reasons for the majority of people seems to be what to do with yourself when the world stops when you don't have those distractions of going to the pub, going to the theatre, going clubbing, dating, shopping, eating, you know, all of these things that we distract ourselves with. What do we do with our time when we're having to be at home or we're having to be with family or, you know, just with our flatmates or whoever else it is that we're in lockdown with? So I wanted to bring up the theme of friendships Now, one of the most interesting things that happens when I'm on a healing journey with a client is that at some point in our journey together, they start to make realizations about the people in their lives. You know, who have they surrounded themselves with and how much are these connections, these friendships actually serving them? And for some some people, it's it's a beautiful realization that they have an incredibly supportive network that holds them. And for a lot of other people, it's a realization that the people in their lives are just not really on their vibration and that they've been putting up with some pretty bad behavior for a very long time for lots of different reasons. So I'm just going to run through some of the ways in which these dynamics play out and you can decide for yourself whether any of this applies to you and what you want to do about that. And I think this is a really good time at the moment to really evaluate our relationships because when the world starts moving again and we move forward at full speed and we will, who do you want to be surrounded by? Who do you want to be with? Who do you want to be? And what kind of life do you want your life to be on the other side of this? So we can have those friendships that are for the good times. So what I mean by that is, you know, look out for the people who are checking in on you now right? Who is sending you that message right now in lockdown, in isolation? Who is checking in to see that you're okay, even just once, you know, and who isn't? Now, there could be lots of reasons why someone isn't checking in on you. Maybe they're having a really difficult time. Maybe they are, uh, you know, busy with other concerns. There could be lots of reasons. But what it could also be is that, you know, we have a type of friend that is only around for the good times. So the party friend, the friend that will come out with you on a Friday night to get drunk, will go clubbing with you, will go to the theatre with you, will go to the cinema with you. Like, they'll do fun stuff with you. But when it gets serious, when you want to have that heart-to-heart, when things get difficult, when your life gets difficult and you need some support, they're not around. They don't want to get heavy. They don't want to have the really deep conversations, they don't want to be around your negative energy, or they just don't know how they can support you in those moments because maybe they haven't done the work on themselves or they're not 
um, they're not aligned with that vibration of authentic connection, but they'll be up for a laugh. Anytime you want to have a laugh, you want to have a drink, you want to have a spliff, you want to do some drugs, there they'll be, but they won't be there when you really need them, when you need to borrow some money, when you've broken up with your partner, when you've lost your job, when you're just feeling low. Do you have friends like that in your life and what do they actually add to your life? I mean, maybe you like having them around for the good times, but maybe you want more than that. Then you've got the friendships where you never really hear from them when they are in a relationship. Um, I've known a lot of friends like this and I have to say it's not just women who do this. I think women get a bad press that they do this. Men do this as well. So when they're single and they're out there trying to find their next partner, you have all these great heart-to-hearts and they talk about what they're looking for and how frustrating the dating scene is and you have a real laugh and you go out and you flirt a little in bars with um, other people and you compare notes and it's great. It's absolutely great. And they're, they're your best friend. They're around all the time because they have all that time. And then the minute they start a relationship, you don't hear from them. You, they cancel plans on you because they put their partner above you or their new partner above you. This type of person, it doesn't feel complete normally unless they're in a relationship. So they were killing time, really, while they were hanging out with their mates, because what they ultimately want is that relationship. And then they put that relationship above everything else. Normally, it'll be above work, it'll be above family, friendships. There might be some key friendships that they never let slide, but there'll be others that they'll put on the back burner while they're in a relationship. And then the moment they split up with this person, there they'll be, they'll want to meet up with you again, they'll want to talk about their ex and you'll be back in that cycle again. So again, the question is, does this serve you? Maybe it does serve you. Maybe you're the same, or maybe you're looking for more. Then you've got those friendships where you only ever hear from them when something bad's happened. So they want advice because they've broken up with someone, they've lost their job, they are feeling really depressed, but you don't hear from them for the good things. So maybe they don't invite you to that theatre trip or that party or... Um, they don't invite you to group things that they do. They like to have lots of one-to-ones with you that are very deep and meaningful and often therapeutic. And maybe you find yourself in the role of the therapist. Um, Maybe you're often listening to them or you're the one giving advice to them. Maybe you find yourself having uh, long late-night conversations with them, kind of, you know, uh, therapizing them, helping them, counseling them. And maybe you get something out of that, you know, maybe it makes you feel important, it makes you feel wiser than them, makes you feel like you have something over them and that makes you feel good. But after a while it might start to feel draining and depleting. And when the tables are turned and you need to talk about your stuff, they're not really that interested, in fact they glaze over a little bit. They're a little bit bored, they don't want to talk about your stuff, they want it to be about them. And a little bit like the friend who's always in a relationship, the minute their life picks up again you don't hear from them or you don't hear from them so frequently. Uh, then you have the friend that wants to be on your wants to be on a spiritual journey with you. So, I mean, this is quite particular. This really is particular to people who are on a spiritual journey, but they'll find lots of people that want to go to that yoga class and that meditation circle, and they want to do all of that. You know, they want to do that with you. But the minute you turn around and have a drink or... Um, gossip or do something that's less than spiritual in inverted commas there's huge judgment 
they're kind of spiritual bullshitters because they think being spiritual is about the classes that you go to and the clothes that you wear. So they just want you when you're one type of person, a little bit like the friends that just want to hang out with you when you're drinking or when you're doing drugs or when you're having a laugh. These are people that just want to hang out with you when you're being spiritual. But when you want to do other stuff, they see that as somehow you failing or it's beneath you. Then you have the friends that only ever come to you when they want something. So not just advice, but when they want something practical. They have a project that they need help on, they need some money, they need help moving house, they need you to do something for them. And they'll be in touch, and they'll they'll love bomb you, and they'll give you lots of thank yous afterwards, and they'll buy you dinner or you know presents and stuff to say thank you, but then once their need has been met, you won't hear from them again. Then you have the friends who never really celebrate your victories. So you tell them that something wonderful has happened. Maybe you've met someone, maybe you've got a job, you've got a raise, you've got a promotion. And they'll they'll say, well done, but there'll be a backhanded compliment, you know. So they'll maybe they'll put down the person that you're seeing, they'll make fun of them, or maybe they'll... Um, they, they'll belittle your achievements or they'll belittle you in some way. If something negative happens to you, they'll take great pleasure in, um, in that. You know, they'll laugh at your pain often. They'll belittle your pain often. Um, they really aren't celebrating your good. They're just kind of hanging out with you in a, in a very strangely narcissistic way you know they want you to be a certain way but the moment you make them feel not that you can make them feel anything but the moment they feel threatened by you they'll have to belittle you right so those are some examples there are many many others and many others that I hear from clients and the question with all of those examples is what are you getting out of these connections and why are you staying in them uh, and did you even know that you had these kind of connections? You know, maybe you've not wanted to look at things in that way, or maybe you've um, excused a lot of behavior, and maybe you've put up with a lot of behavior because why? Because do you fear being alone? Um, do you not like spending time with yourself? Uh, is it important for you to be surrounded by lots of people? Um, what kind of friend are you? So sometimes people in friendships like to be the one that brings everyone together. They like to be the, they, they'll always be the party organizer. They'll be the one that organizes the trips away and so on. And they'll bring, a, 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 they'll bring together an eclectic group of people who don't always have stuff in common apart from the fact that they know this one person. So by default, they end up being the most important person in the room towards whom all the attention is directed because the only common denominator amongst this group of people is that one person. So that's how sometimes people can operate in friendships and you might find that maybe you're doing that. Sometimes people like to surround themselves with people that make them feel better about themselves. So they'll surround themselves with friends who are less attractive, less successful, less affluent in some way, or just they feel less in some way. They, you might find that People like that tend to have uh, friends that are always in crisis or friends that are always broke or friends that have mental health issues or um, are always breaking up with someone so that they can feel better about themselves. So they can have their charity friend. Um, and people like that surround themselves with those types of friendships because 
on some deep level, they don't think very much about themselves. So they need to reaffirm their sense of self by surrounding themselves with others that they feel are beneath them in some way. Sometimes, sometimes people court friendships that are purely aspirational. So we've been told this, a lot of new age spirituality says that you need to surround yourself with people that are aspirational, that are better than you, um, that are where you aspire to be. But that to me isn't really what friendship is about. Friendship is not about how much you earn, what you look like, or what your social standing is. It's about your connection with another being. So if you're surrounding yourself consciously with people that are more successful than you or more affluent than you because that's what you want in life and you think, well, if I hang out with these people, it's going to rub off on me, then what kind of a friendship is that? Who's using who? It's kind of a double bind. Like, are those people... Have those people got you in their life because they like to have a little acolyte around the place and they like fans? And have you got those people in your life because you want to better yourself and so you've surrounded yourself with people that are aspirational? But if they weren't aspirational, if tomorrow they lost all their wealth and their influence, would you still want to hang out with them? 99.9% .9 of the time, the answer is no. And that often people that do that surround themselves with these aspirational people because they want to get something out of them. Um, influence usually in power, uh, money. Um, so those are a few ways in which, you know, not only can you be looking at you, the friends that are around you, but what kind of friend are you? You know, are you the kind of friend that only gets in touch with your mates when life is going badly? Are you the kind of friend that only gets in touch with your friends when you've split up with someone or when you want or need someone? Are you the type of friend who never really opens up in your relationships, you just like to be the perfect one? Are you the type of friend that always wants to be the centre of attention? Um, are you the type of friend that wants to have people around you that aren't as successful as you? And do you surround yourself with, in inverted commas, charity cases because they make you feel better about yourself? So some thoughts, some considerations to have as we sit in this retreat time to really go through our phone books and our email lists and just kind of ask, you know, why do I have these people in my life? What is our connection really about and how much do I value it? I think this is a good time to really take note of those people that have checked in on you, that have offered to help you in some way, that have cheered you up, that have been there unconditionally, and those that you really haven't heard from or those that you've reached out to and maybe they've responded a few days later, but they haven't made the effort with you. Now, as I say, there'll always be a reason, right? You never know what's going on in someone else's life. But sometimes the reason is that you're just, you're just not that important to them. And I think that's worth noting at this time to do a bit of pruning of the people that we have in our lives. Similarly, maybe you're doing that. Maybe you've got people that are reaching out to you and you're not responding because you don't want to. Because actually, when the noise stops and you're not down the pub with them, or you're not in a club with them, or you're not, you know, bitching about someone with them, you don't actually like hanging out with these people. My final word around that is, you know, look at your crutches. So when I stopped drinking and I gave up uh, any kind of party lifestyle, I noticed that my friendship circle changed massively. And there were a lot of people that didn't want to hang out with me because I didn't go to pubs and clubs anymore, and I didn't want that lifestyle anymore. And I pretty soon found out that these people weren't my real friends. They were kind of party friends. And although it was sad to sort of lose a circle of friends, 
you know, when I look back on it, I realized that we really didn't have that much in common. Like all we really had in common was that we would meet up and have a couple of bottles of wine together. Um, or we would party, you know, that we would go to private members bars and, and, and live that kind of lifestyle. And that it was all very decadent, darling, and very superficial, but actually there wasn't much depth to it. And the conversations that we had were usually fueled by alcohol. Take all that away. And what did we actually have? Well, the person sitting opposite me was usually someone who was quite uncomfortable in themselves, couldn't really relax unless they had a drink in front of them, and, and wanted to be partying all the time. So it wasn't a great loss to lose those friendships from my life, although the readjustment was um, unsettling at first. So I think it's also worth noting, you know, what are your friendships built around? Maybe they're built around that yoga class or that theatre trip that you do once a week or the pub or a club or drugs or alcohol um, and now that all of that's been taken away would you still want to hang out with these people do you actually have anything in common with them when you take all that stuff away I do believe that true true friendships are really rare you know those friendships when we can be completely ourselves and feel seen and see the other and be honest and vulnerable and have fun and be silly and childlike and inspire each other. I think they're really rare, but they are out there. And when you have one of them, you know, hold on to them and protect this friendship because it's worth its weight in gold. We tend to move through life with a lot of acquaintances and people that we have a laugh with and it's nice to connect with, but they're not our true, true soul friends. I think with the explosion of social media, the term friend has come to mean very little. You know, people on social media have a thousand friends, but none of these people are actually their friends. I mean, they are your friends while you're on social media and you're posting stuff. But how often do you actually see each other and make the time to be in each other's lives? And if your friendships only exist on social media, what does that say about your connections? I, I've had periods in my life where I've come off social media and it's been really interesting to note the people that I've remained in contact with and the people that just have fallen away really effortlessly. And I've not missed those acquaintances that have fallen away, but the ones that haven't and have stood the test of time, they've stood the test of how many times I've come on and off social media and changed my phone number and changed my email address and they've moved town and I've moved town, but we've still kept in touch because what we have is something really special. I think this is a wonderful time to reevaluate our connections, why we connect, how we connect, and to start to let go gently of what isn't working so we can be better placed to focus on what is working, to give our attention to those that um, we feel a true connection with, and to maybe set some new intentions for the type of friendships we want moving forwards when the world starts to turn again. The website is sacredspacehealing.org, that's sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.